My name is Dr. Christopher Mullaney. I'm one of the assistant research physicians as part of the lymphoid malignancy branch of the National Cancer Institute. So actually a lot of the data that leads to the background of the Viper regimen actually has been done in other aggressive B-cell lymphomas, most commonly a diffuse large B-cell lymphoma. We did the original studies using the BTK inhibitor ibrutinib and showed preferential activity in the activated B-cell subtype of diffuse large B-cell lymphoma. But despite activity, the progression-free survival was very short in the matter of only a few months. So we did synergy testing and showed that um, two of the most synergistic agents that um, were effective in killing um, DLBCL cell lines in the lab uh, were the combination of BTK inhibitors with the BCL2 inhibitor venetoclax as well as immunomodulatory agents such as lenalidomide. All of these agents are active as monotherapy in uh, various types of lymphoma. And especially all, all of them are probably most active in mantle cell lymphoma. So we initially started the Viper regimen in other types of lymphoma, again, like a diffuse large B cell lymphoma and follicular lymphoma. And because of the significant clinical efficacy as monotherapy and mantle cell lymphoma, we did add a separate um, safety and efficacy cohort of mantle cell lymphoma, which was presented at the uh, ASH meeting last month. Viper is a combination targeted therapy regimen uh, that gives five agents. So it's an acronym, um, venetoclax, ibrutinib, prednisone, obinutuzumab, and lenalidomide. And it's given similar to cytotoxic chemotherapy where patients receive two weeks of study drug, one week break for six cycles or 18 weeks, um, and then stop. There's no maintenance therapy. The first um, finding in both the non-mantle cell as well as the mantle cell cohort was um, safety. So we wanted to determine that the safe, safest dose of venetoclax when given in combination with the other Viper agents. And in the phase one portion in the mantle cell cohort, we went up to a dose of venetoclax as high as 400 milligrams and showed that that was safe. Um, to give in combination with the other Viper agents in mantle cell lymphoma. We did not see any clinical tumor lysis syndrome, which is the biggest concern with venetoclax and mantle cell lymphoma using a 12-day ramp up of venetoclax on cycle two. The most common toxicities we observed were very similar to the non-mantle cell cohort with cytopenia. So we saw most commonly neutropenia, thrombocytopenia, less degree anemia, but Given the cyclic nature of the regimen and the universal use of growth factors such as nulasta, we did not see any clinically significant persistent neutropenia. Uh, we did not see any febrile neutropenia. And most patients under 10% of cycles, patients were receiving full dose of study agents and on time, there was no dose delays. We did expand that now uh, into the phase two portion in both untreated and relapsed refractory patients. And in the relapsed refractory patients we presented at ASH, um, remarkably 100% of patients achieved a complete remission by negative end of treatment PET scan, as well as bone marrow biopsy. And we have looked at markers of minimal residual disease using Adaptive's Clonaseq platform, and actually 100% of patients who completed therapy as well were minimal residual disease negative using circulating tumor DNA. You know, with the original Viper study, I think giving five agents at once, everyone thought their, the patients would explode and there'd be horrible toxicity, which the first surprising finding was the significant lack of toxicity that we observed. So in the non-mantle cell cohort, which we've now treated almost 100 patients, about 400 or so cycles, we really didn't see any significant toxicity. We saw, you know, about a quarter of our cycles had 
um, grade three or four neutropenia or thrombocytopenia. We only had three episodes of febrile neutropenia that were uncomplicated in the non-mantle cell cohort. And again, the non-hematologic toxicities are very mild and manageable. We've seen some hypokalemia, some diarrhea, low-grade skin rash, again, which are very manageable with supportive medications and rarely require dose reductions or dose delays in the medication. So I think our first surprise was how well tolerated it was, at least compared to other types of combination chemotherapy. We did expect a high response rate um, in, in relapse refractory patients. And there's been several studies looking at doublet or triplet therapy in mantle cell lymphoma showing complete responses up to 70, 80% or so, you know, 60, 70% minimal residual disease negativity. But unlike those doublet and triplet therapy regimens, the Viper regimen is only given, as I mentioned, for six cycles or 18 weeks, a little over four months, and then stopped. Most of those regimens that have been studied in the doublet or triplet setting are given indefinitely until progression or unacceptable toxicity. There are some studies now that are giving a maintenance therapy that's about a year or two years, but again, this is only four months and stops. So I think it was pretty impressive so far, especially in, in these relapse refractory patients that we were getting a, a complete response rate and undetectable MRD rate of hundred percent. The other surprising finding was 44% of these relapse refractory patients had failed prior BTK therapy, either ibrutinib or acalabrutinib. And there's several studies now showing that these patients have a very aggressive course, you know, even with a, a median overall survival of only about six months. So the fact that we have about half of these patients achieving remission, and we need additional follow-up, but we do have our furthest patient out uh, past a year and a half. So it does look very promising, but again, the data is still very early. So we need longer follow-up for our data to really show that these are durable remissions and hope eventual cure. But again, at this point in time, these targeted therapies have not thought to cure any patients with mantle cell lymphoma or other aggressive lymphomas. We know at least as monotherapy, these targeted agents, several of them are approved. So um, there are several BTK inhibitors, including ibrutinib that are approved for relapse refractory mantle cell lymphoma. Lenalidomide is also approved for relapse refractory mantle cell lymphoma. So when given as monotherapy, as I mentioned, especially in the relapse setting, it rarely leads to a deep and durable remission. I think now we are showing with doublet, triplet, and even the five agents used in Viper that we can get quick and very deep remissions. I think the, the unanswered question at this point in time is how durable those remissions are going to be, especially with time-limited therapy and whether we are potentially curing any patients. If we get deep and durable remissions with Viper uh, in the frontline setting that's comparable to some more standard regimens, such as combination chemoimmunotherapy, even combination chemoimmunotherapy with um, a consolidative autologous stem cell transplant, this would be a potentially um, a very safe, non-toxic, chemotherapy-free and effective regimen that could even be used in the frontline setting for mantle cell lymphoma. So in, in mantle cell lymphoma, we, we presented the phase one portion and we're now expanding into both untreated and relapse refractory mantle cell lymphoma with Viper uh, to really assess the true efficacy of the regimen and the durability of responses. In non-mantle cell patients, we've completed the phase two expansion and diffuse large B-cell lymphoma, and I'm working on publishing those data at this point in time. We do have a follow-up study um, combining another novel agent, um, polituzumab, which is an antibody drug conjugate in combination with Viper 
in order to try to improve on the efficacy seen in some of these more resistant tumors, mainly GCB, DLBCL, and transform lymphoma. And that will eventually lead to a randomized phase two study looking at Viper plus or minus polituzumab in various subgroups of diffuse large B cell lymphoma. In mantle cell lymphoma, again, we're trying to find the efficacy and the durability of responses at this point in time, but Viper has been shown to be a very safe and effective platform. So there's always potential for the addition of future in a novel targeted agents for that regimen as well. But we really need to get a better sense of the efficacy and durability of responses before we um, um, move on to some newer types of uh, therapies and trial designs.